Welcome to the Pointing It Out podcast. I am Megan Holmes here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse in St. Louis, Missouri. And I am Melissa McLeod at the Wool and the Floss in Gross Point, Michigan. We have been Needlepoint besties for a number of years now, and we love talking about all things Needlepoint. It's true. And whether we're talking about our friends in the industry or chatting about tips and tricks that we've learned over the years, we are just here to keep you company while you stitch. For the visual version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube at Pointing It Out Podcast. Hello, Christy. How are you today? I'm well. Good, good. I'm actually um, kind of sitting in an awkward spot, also sitting with my headphones. So for those of you who are just uh, tuning in for the first time, I usually don't wear these really fancy, this really fancy headgear unless I'm talking to my partner in crime, Melissa McLeod, uh, with whom I do this podcast uh, a couple times a month. Um, and but so typically I don't wear these unless I'm talking to her. But today I'm in the middle of my very busy shop uh, where there's also some construction going on. So I'm hoping that the fancy headset and the microphone will help to um, hone in on the sound. So um, I am Megan Holmes here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse in St. Louis, Missouri. And like I mentioned, my friend Melissa McLeod and I do this Pointing It Out podcast a couple times a month. Uh, But today I am super excited to have Christy. Christy, do you, is it Larson is your last name? Because you're, are you Schroeder Larson? So Schrader is my maiden name. So I just do Christy Schrader Larson. Okay. Um, I should have asked you that before we get on here. But anyway, so, so this is Christy. And the really, the more important part is that Christy's business name is Initial K Studio, correct? Yes. Okay. And um, Christy has a very exciting uh, needlepoint story to tell, I think, um, because it was actually sort of grown out of a different passion for um, crafting. And so I think what I'd love to do is just kind of start at the beginning, if that's okay with you. Um, Yeah, sure. So you, um, let's, let's do this. So how did you, when did you start actually needlepointing? And I guess what better question, some, some designers don't actually needlepoint, but do you actually stitch? I do. I do. Okay. I stitch. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you started stitch stitching. Oh, I wish I could put that in every <laughs> try, day. Try, try. <laughs> I know. I know. So you started stitching when? I started stitching um, when I had my oldest uh, in 2018. And um, he went through, we realized at three months old, the hard way that he was allergic to milk when we gave him formula. Oh my gosh. And he uh, went into anaphylaxis and we had to go to the hospital. Uh, It was in the ambulance. It was a huge thing. Like the whole staff, they were like, this never happens. And I was like, well, it's happening. Um, So we found out from that episode that he was, and he was, let me back up. So I had him at 40. So I was an old, older geriatric, whatever. I'm not going to say geriatric because I don't feel geriatric. Um, I'm saying, but I was a geriatric uh, pregnancy also. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was, he was born full term, full term, but he was in the one percentile. So the whole time my pediatrician was like, he needs to start gaining weight. I was breastfeeding him, but he wasn't ingesting enough. And so she suggested supplementation with the formula. So that's, that was the goal. and then the anaphylaxis happened. And then I even, tr- we tried a hypoallergenic formula and he started to have a reaction. So we were both like, okay, I have to, br- I have to, I have to breastfeed him and I couldn't do it because he wasn't ingesting. So I had to pump <sighs> exclusively around the clock for his entire first year of life. And I, like, I remember telling my husband, like, I am going crazy. I was going crazy. Um, and so I started stitching. Um, I found some needlepoint kits um, online, uh, Emily Peacock, she's a, she's a yes, uh, British British designer. And I loved her. I loved her design style. That is the first thing I look at is the design style of a piece. And I loved her aesthetic. And so I ordered some of her big and they were cross stitch, which I didn't realize, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. So her things are Victorian cross stitch, right? Not cross, or are they cr- actual cross stitch? I you know? think they're well because you're you're stitching it on like a fourteen fifteen mm-hmm. mesh canvas, like mm-hmm. a needlepoint canvas. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So I stitched two pillows that were like this big for my niece and nephew that year. Because which ones did you was, do? Like, did, she's I got did those. The, I did the crab and the prawn. 
Okay. Uh, the ones I'm thinking of are those cool ones of the the people. Like I think there's yes. Virginia Woolf and I can't yes. remember who else, but uh, those yeah. are very cool. Yeah. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So excuse me. So go ahead. So you did that. So what a great way to keep your hands and your mind busy, of course, yeah, as we all know. It saved, it saved my sanity. Um, I think I was definitely the most excited one at my, at my uh, son's first birthday. <laughs> yes. I was like, no more. I'm done. So that's kind of how I started started to get into it um and at that point i had my own business on the quilting side yeah so so let's go go back there because as i alluded to um a couple minutes ago you i knew that you had been a quilter which is what inspires a lot of your designs but so talk about i don't know anything about that business was that patterns yeah so i um so my background i was actually i was was a graphic designer in the corporate world for like over 12 years um and the modern quilting movement started happening i want to say like i don't know 2010 i don't know like gosh, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago before i don't know that time seems so long ago but it wasn't um so i was working full time i got into quilting because i wanted to do something creative when i got home but i mm-hmm. didn't want to sit in front of a computer and there was an amazing fabric shop um in Dallas that I went to and she had night classes for us to take. So I kind of fell in love with the fabric that this shop owner, Callie had, she had such a really good eye for fabric and color. Mm-hmm. And so, and my mom is a quilter and my mom's a needle pointer. And she tried to get me to do both of those when I was growing up and I like, did not want to have anything <laughs> to do with it. So um, anyway, so I, I stumbled into it. I started making quilts for friends. And then I was really burnt out at my job. I was working at Neiman Marcus in their marketing department. It was one of their um, senior uh, graphic designers. And I was like, I'm done. I couldn't, I was just, I did not enjoy going to work. And it was Neiman Marcus, like fashion and art and clothes. Like, you know, I was something, I was one of those things where I was like, this is my dream job and I'm absolutely miserable. But I can't do it. Yes. I get that. I I get that. So yeah. So I quit and started, um, started doing commission for people for quilts and then Callie and I, Callie, the shop owner, um, and I collaborated on a quilt design because this, this wholesale fabric company was coming out with like 32 new colors and she wanted a quilt to showcase all the colors. And so I designed something and then released it. And then the quilt company got a hold of me and they were like, we love this pattern would you be interested in turning this into a quilt pattern so people can buy it and I was like I was like sure I can do that and then I had to like turn around and figure out how to do it well Um, so that's a quick question so I know that in needlepoint a lot of the designer designers including possibly yourself use um oh is it max stitch or there's there's a lot of different uh design um yes programs right yes yes. but how is a quilt pattern designed I don't know anything about that so for me, I use, um, I use the Adobe, Adobe suites. So there's like Photoshop, Illustrator and InDesign because okay. that's what I used in my corporate world. So I would do all the design work and in InDesign, I mean, in Illustrator. So that's like a vector based program where you can really like play around with it. Like you, it's a very good design program for putting things together. And then InDesign is like the publication program where you lay everything out. So Mm -hmm. I would do the design work and the illustration work in Illustrator and then move it over to InDesign to like to write the to write the pattern, basically. Gotcha. So, again, this is me being a total dummy about quilting, but I hopefully other people don't know a lot about quilting and might learn a little something, too. So are there so when you're designing and I'm trying not to use my hands too much because we've also um, I forgot to say at the top, welcome to those people who are listening to us on the audio platforms. And so um, I try to I try to make sure that uh, if I'm a listener, then I'm getting the same experience. So um, you lay out like shapes and then do. do you just create measurements for so, a so if that's the that's the that's the there's a lot of there's so much math involved in quilting and okay like, yeah I I mean there's a ridiculous amount and I was not a strong math person the same uh, at all <laughs> so um for quilting it's it's because you depending on what your design is like 
you have to pick it apart to figure out how you're going to put it back together. Like that is as a designer, as a, as a pattern designer, quilt pattern mm-hmm. designer, mm-hmm. that is my job is to, I design a quilt. At least this is how my mind works. I design a pattern and then I look at it and I'm like, okay, how am I going to break this up? So people can put it back together. That is the whole process of a quilt pattern designer is that you are the one figuring out the instruction and you have to make it as concise and clear as possible. Got it. So there are some foundations in quilting. Like you've got your, your quilt, like the half square triangle quilt block. That's a, that's a very popular quilt block. And then from there, you've got flying beads. There's all these different construction methods of different Uh blocks. So you kind of just have to figure out what base you're going to use for your design in order for it to come to fruition. So then on top of that, you're using color to and yes. making sure that the color plays with the pattern. Yes. Yes. Um, so do you feel like designing needlepoint canvas is anything like designing quilt patterns? No, it's a hell of, it's a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually thinking the same thing. I it, mean, is. It, it is on a grid. And so when you want to create shapes like circles or letters, um, there is not necessarily math involved, but there's definitely some configuration stitching. You got to have a, yeah, you've, yeah, you've got to have a design eye for it. I think Um, it's just different. It's different. It's not as, it's not as labor intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I can create like 20 designs on a needlepoint canvas when it would take me like, the time frame they would take me to to knock out ten designs on a needlepoint canvas would be like one quilt, and that's like a because it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of labor on the quilting side. You need to make your own quilt to make sure that your measurements are correct, your mm-hmm. your instructions are correct. Then mm-hmm. it's like you send out your pattern to get tested, so other people who process information differently mm-hmm. it's clear to them like because you mm-hmm. know there's visual people there's people who would rather sure. just read an entire paragraph yep you know I got to put all of that together mm-hmm. so um anyway uh I loved the quilting when I was in it and then I you know discovered then I started being interested in needlepoint so my guess is and again I'm not trying to put words in your mouth but my thought mm-hmm. is that when you were um pumping you needed yeah. something that was a little smaller and a little more like uh yes you could hold it 100%. up and you could work it and a little yeah. less brain testing because yeah. also 100%. by the way you had a newborn and yeah. <laughs> you were sleep yeah. deprived yeah. and all of those things too so yeah. um that so- definitely played into my to 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 start considering needlepoint the needlepoint side of my business because I remember telling my husband like I was like I, I had two patterns that I released, I think when my son was three months old and I had already done a lot of the work before he was born, but like, it was really hard for me to sit down to actually mm-hmm. like finish it mm-hmm. and do the refinement and the editing on my pattern. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, this is not sustainable. Like I remember telling him like, this will not be sustainable because I was, I was taking care of my son full time. So like I had right. my business and I was taking care of, and I remember telling my husband, like, I, I was like, I'm just going to put a, I was like, I'm pausing my business which I did not want to do, but for my health and sanity, I had to. And then I started the Emily's um, cross-stitch canvases. And then the idea was kind of percolating in the back about needlepoint, but not really, because I kind of was so focused on my son. Um, Right. But yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing. Quilting is, it's not just, there's so many moving pieces to it because you have to cut the fabric and then you sew some fabric together and then you go back to your table and you have to trim it or cut it again. And there's so many moving parts to it that when you're doing a quilt, you need like four hours of uninterrupted time. And gotcha. I did not have that. I did not have that with my right. son. That's right. Um, well, well, most moms don't have that, you know, it, yeah. even if you and you were in even a more restrictive kind of situation with his needs. So that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so. So needlepoint became something that was easy for you to pick up and kind of work on. And so then as you're doing this, you're thinking, hmm, I sort of like the patterns I've already created (laughs) for quilting. And then was that sort of, take me through that process in your brain of how you got from realizing that your quilts work in needlepoint. Yeah. So, so that, that's a, it's a, it's kind of a long story, a good story, but a long story. Um, I started thinking about it and then I got pregnant with my second. Okay. So my boys are 21 months apart. Oh my uh, word. So 
Yeah, this is, I mean, being a geriatric, my my uh, doctor basically on my yearly checkup was like, do you want to have a second child? I was like, yes, of course. She's like, you, she's like, you need to start trying now. Like, and luckily we got pregnant like a month later uh, with my second. So um, I was pregnant with him. I was thinking about it, but I didn't really, I was thinking about it and I was looking at my, my patterns and I was like, okay, I'll, it just, it was percolating in the back of my mind, but I really wasn't focused on it. And then I had my second and he was three weeks early. Um, it was May of 2020. So it was the middle of COVID. Um, and thankfully, thankfully it was COVID because uh, we got to the hospital my, and we live, we live outside of Austin. At the time we were living in Austin. So the hospital normally in traffic was like 30 to 45 minutes away. And because it was COVID, my husband got there in 15 minutes and my son was born 20 minutes later. Uh, goodness. It was nuts. It was nuts. Um, no time for drugs, no time for anything. But unfortunately, unfortunately, you wear that badge of honor. (laughs) Oh my God. Not my choice. I mean, to the moms who choose to do that, you guys are amazing. That was not my choice. Uh, Uh, but unfortunately after my son was born, I had complications and, um, what happened is that my placenta did not want to come out. It could not come oh, out. No. And so they had to, the doctor wheeled me back into the OR basically right after my son was born. He was safe. He was fine. He was great. He was in like good health. Um, they had to do do a DNC with me awake. Um, she couldn't put me under. And so I got all the drugs then, but I remember like the whole thing. It was not oh, pleasant. That's terrifying. It was I'm bad. Sorry. And, then that happened. Then, you know, everything was fine. She thought she got everything out. She gave my, she gave me her cell phone number. And this was like, after um, we're back in the hospital room with my husband and she gave her cell phone number to me. And she told my husband that if anything seems off, call me, do not hesitate. And so we got discharged, went home a week later, I started bleeding, um, and I had a really high fever. And so we oh, called no. and she was like, come straight back to the hospital. My mom was there at that time. So she dropped me off at the ER. She said, check in through the ER and my team will come down and get you. And then she went back up and did a second DNC because she just thought there were still parts of the placenta in my uterus. And then I got discharged again, went back home. And then it was a week later to the day. So it was two weeks postpartum. I'm feeding my son at like four in the morning in the bed and I basically started bleeding out and soaked the sheets uh went to the bathroom I passed a blood clot bigger than my fist called my my doctor again um and she was like come straight to the hospital and I had to get it I think it was like I don't know six or seven in the morning and kind of this is COVID the very beginning of COVID so we got a neighbor to take me because my husband my mom left like two days prior so my husband was by himself with With two kids with two kids. So a neighbor took me, dropped me off the hospital. Um, they did an MRI and I had a huge mass at the top of my uterus. Wow. Long story short, I had, um, placenta accretion. So the, the, the placenta had attached itself to the top of my uterus and it was growing out on the other side. Like it was, and she, it was, it was basically because of my doctor, I am here because she was so reactive to everything that was happening to me. And, Holy cow. Um, so Doesn't that was, just make was, you so grateful for modern medicine and technology and, yeah. you know, wow. Yeah. Was, so she said, she said, she, you know, they, they told me, they're like, you have to have an emergency hysterectomy. We're wheeling you up in 30 minutes. Um, and she came in and she was like, this is happening. You, we have to do this. Uh, but she's like, you get to keep your ovaries. And I was like, oh, great. Let's okay. like, I was like, thanks. She's like, you're so calm. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're so calm. And I'm like, well, I just want to, I just want to go home. Like, I just want to get better and go home to my boys. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so the, the nurses were great because this isn't COVID. So I was there by myself the whole time. Oh um, my goodness. And the nurses advocated for my husband to be there when I got out of surgery and, and they let him. Um, and so I, I think I got out of surgery. I don't know, like seven o'clock. And I don't know what time it was, but my husband sure. was able to come for a little bit. Um, but, th- and so then he left and then the next morning, uh, the lab 
tech guy came in, you know, check her blood work. And he took one look at me and he was like, honey, I've been doing this long enough. He's like, you need a blood transfusion because I've oh, lost so much blood. So gosh. I had, so I was like a Holy very moly. crazy So experience. can we suffice it to say that you did not have to nurse your second child because you weren't even at home to do it? You put your time with baby number one. I know. I know. Well, unfortunately, I know that's not funny, but I was just thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, for my second, I had to pump. I pumped until we, until we were like, okay, let's make sure the formula is safe for him. And it was. So I pumped until I could switch him over. Sure. Sure. So So during all this time, so how does Needlepoint come back into this? So Needlepoint comes back in because I, from that time, it was so traumatic. I started stitching samples based on my quilt design. So you were because, looking at the quilts and you were just stitching like, like freehand kind of, you hadn't painted them. I did not paint them. I looked at a piece of paper. Like I, I printed out a piece of paper and kind of sketched like it out a little it. bit. Oh, cool. A, cool. Um, so that's kind of how I figured it out. And I basically, you know, cause my doctor was like, you need to talk to a therapist. Like, because it, cause it All was, I mean, I, I basically almost, I almost died. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I tried to do the Zoom thing with the therapist. And I remember being like, this is not working. Because I could hear my voice playing in the other room. And I'm like, I knew, I knew, I knew what had happened. I knew how traumatic it was. But I compartmentalized all of it because I was like, I don't have, I don't have the capacity to process this the right way with the therapist because I needed to be elsewhere in order to do that, not be in my home. Sure. And so I turned, so I just started stitching the whole time. And I just remember like sitting in my bed and just like tears streaming down my Aww. face and just stitching, stitching, stitching. Cause I had to process it. That was the only way for me that I realized I could process all the information, I guess. Well, that processing sense, that. So. And then also your hormones are just so out of whack at that point too. Like oh my God. Y- you can't yeah. even think clearly, you know, after po- being postpartum and the hysterectomy and all that, that's, you can't think clearly yeah. when you're doing having all of that brain fog either, you know. So yeah. I'm so oh, no, glad I was, you had... a, I was a hot mess for a long time. <laughs> oh. for a well, long speaking time. of which, I know, right? <laughs> I so um so hold on. So I, I said speaking of which because so, those of you who know Christy or know a lot of her designs, she has a canvas that says "hot mess" and I love it. It's one of my very favorite canvases on the on the planet. It's just so great because. Yeah. As a mom and as a small business owner and, a, you know, as a woman, as a sister, as a, you know, all the things, I just feel like I'm a hot mess half the time. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. um, so yeah. my guess is that hot mess was not part of the quilting. Um, you probably didn't write no. hot mess on a quilt. No, um, <laughs> no, no, not at all. So I have a couple of questions related to the quilting, though, back to that, because um, so are you still a quilt designer or are your designs still out in the world? My designs are still, yes, my cool patterns are still out um, in the world. And I published a book, which I don't think I have. I meant to grab it. I published a book uh, in 2017 called Southwest Modern that has 18 projects. And it's kind of travel inspired. So it's the quilts are are photographed in the places that that inspired me to design them. So it's like West Texas, West Texas and New Mexico. so yeah, I, I, so I have my book published and then my quilt patterns are out at, at quilt shops. Um, but I still take commissions. So I still have some clients that over the years that have reached out to me to make quilts for their families as their families get bigger. My goodness. And I, they're, I love them dearly. I love those clients. They're so wonderful to work with. So I, I still do commissions, but I'm not actively creating new designs. New patterns. Is that something yeah. you think you'll go back to or you're not sure? No, I'm not going to go back. No, you're not going back. All right. So quilting <laughs> has had its chapter in your life and now yes. we're on to needlepoint. And so you, yes. uh, you were inspired to kind of, uh, stitch some of the shapes that, uh, yes. from your quilt patterns. I'm sorry. I'm not saying all the right words, yeah, but, okay. um, and so you were kind of doing that freehand as you were sort of recovering from this traumatic experience you had. And then how, when did you say, you know, can you try to paint or had you ever painted anything before I you know I never painted a canvas um but I reached out once I made the decision that I was like okay I'm gonna switch over to needlepoint and just give this a try and see how my how my designs do um I reached out to Tess of Hello Tess Designs because she had been following me on Instagram and made a few comments and so I DM'd her to be like hey can I can I pick your brain I'd love to like jump on a quick phone call like whatever works for you Uh and she 
is such an amazing human. I love her so dearly. I would not be here if it wasn't Indeed. for her because she, she really did to take me under her wing and she gave me the lay of the land on how the needlepoint industry works and the painting studios and everything else. And um, she was so great because I, I had so many questions. Um, sure, and she sure. really helped me, walked me through all of that process. And then I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, you know, I, I bought the acrylics, I got a blank canvas and started painting. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, I can do this. Like it, there's so many different things for, cause for quilting, um, you've got these wholesale fabric companies that have all these different colors. They actually have like fabric samples on like really small cards. Uh-huh. So that equates to me is like DMC when I'm sure. designing sure. because you've got all the floss and the color, the color card. It's the same process. Um, for what? designing. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, I can do this. This is not rocket science. So so one thing that I forgot to mention at the top when, when we just first started talking is where exactly, so we're, you're in your studio, obviously, for those people who are watching this on the audio yes. platform, they can see that Christy's sitting in an office or uh, studio with her, uh, some of her samples and things. But where actually are you located in the country? So I'm outside of Austin. So uh, your closest needlepoint shop then would be is in Austin is the Needleworks. Needleworks. Okay. Yes. Also the home yes. of Bermalana for those people who uh yes. those shop owners or people who love that thread, they distribute Bermalana now. So we get that yeah. from them. Um, and I and used so, to I I worked there one day a week for a couple of years, but I just had to stop doing it for family stuff. But of course, uh, I love of course. Annette and um Allison. They're fabulous. And yeah. it's a great store. And how far so you're an hour from them or less? Uh 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Which so, is nothing in Texas. That's like, so did you know about, yeah, right. Especially with all the open space. Yes, for sure. Uh, so did you know about that shop before you talked to Tess or was the whole local needlepoint shop thing even on your um, radar? Do you, I don't think I, I didn't really know, but I knew it was there because my mom is a needlepointer uh-huh. and like she has a bag, a canvas bag from them from 30 years ago. Like my mom, is, she went through her stash the other day and I was like, mom, I can't believe you. She has, she actually gave me her, um, her PD, um, uh, nativity. She had, she oh. had bought two sets and she gave me her second set because she stitched oh. the first set. I remember her stitching it when I was like 10 years old. I remember her, I vividly remember her stitching that, that nativity set when I was growing up and then I she found that. the extra set. So, um. I knew it was there, but I'd forgotten about it. And then once Tess and I were chatting and then my mom was like, oh, you do know Needleworks is in Austin. And I was like, yeah, I just, so then I went over there to start, you know, buying my supplies. Sure. And also seeing like what else was on the market and what else was kind of going on in the world. By the way, I do have a question because I am a fangirl of JBN and uh, Jonathan Van Ness, and that's his local needlepoint shop. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You ever, if you've, have you ever run into him? I have never run into him. <laughs> I wish. I, I doubt he's there very often. Yeah. So fun fact, he did my hair for a while. He was in St. Louis oh. and did my hair. He also did my husband's hair for our wedding. Oh, that's so fun. Awesome. But I've been desperate to like run into him ever since because uh, yeah. he's a needle pointer. So um, just a shout out for that. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. thought that was a fun fact for everybody. But anyway, um, so you, you were going to uh, Needleworks and then kind of just started painting I'm guessing what equivalented was equivalent to the the quilt patterns. And then mm-hmm. where did it go from there? I mean, there are other things in your line that in fact are not quilt patterns. So where, yeah. you, where have you gotten inspiration and like, how did that kind of take off? I mean, I, you know, I started kind of doing my old, my quilt patterns trips relating to that. I released it to market, released it out in the wild. And I was like, okay, we're going to see how this does. And it was so funny because I got so many messages from quilters who were like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're doing this. I used to needlepoint. Like, I feel like that's the thing. When you're into a hobby such as needlepoint, then you might like to do quilting or knitting. Dabbled in knitting or, you know, uh all the things. And so it's so funny because a lot of my customers were like, I haven't done this in in 10 to 20 years. I'm so excited to pick this back up again. Um, And then I kind of just started, I still, my second launch focused on some of the quilts in my book that I published, which I can show, I can show a few. I know we're on, we're the audio people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Christy's sh- just going to grab her, um, 
you're, so you're going to show the quilt or the book? Oh, you've got the actual quilt. Okay. Oh yeah. So um, what I should do is is maybe do a couple screenshots and put these on our Instagram feed too. But this sure. is very cool. So I do recognize the exact colors and pattern of that quilt. Yeah. For yes. So that was from this is it's a it's a pink it's a pink ombre that goes to gray ombre quilt that was in my book, um, Southwest Modern. And then so here are the canvases. Um, you know, here's the sunglass case. So it's a, I've got the two colorways. Yes. Um, and I think what's very cool about a lot of Christie's designs, particularly these that are um, related to quilt patterns, are that there's a lot of open space for stitches. Um, yes. And also great for beginners because yes. this, the, this particular design, in fact, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they are on 13 count mesh, right? They are on 13. Okay. Yeah. So yes. being on 13 count mesh, being wide open spaces, really allow for a beginner to really get their chops with uh, continental or uh, mm-hmm. basket weave stitching. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, if you want to try a stitch, they they all kind of line up in sections. And so you can do a stitch, you can do vertical stitches, horizontal stitches, diagonal stitches. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very cool yeah, sort of add on to, to the all yes. of these very cool designs. So, yeah. So that was uh, good. So do you have another one there for us? Did you say I do. that's the only one? I do. No, no, no. I've got, I've got a few others. So this one, um, the next one is Ooh. the cascade quilt. And this was actually my first quilt pattern. So this is what launched the, um, and this is a big colorful striped rainbow. Wow. Okay. So uh, it, it almost does have a little bit of a Southwest flair to it as well. And I don't know if it's supposed to, if it's, it, just but, a little, I mean, just a little, but yeah. Pretty modern, um, but very, the rainbow is beautiful. Um, yeah. Let's see the fabric on the back too. Can I see the fabric? On the back? Oh, cool. So is that so fabric is. on the back inspired so by your pattern? Fabric? Yeah. No, this is, this is just a solid piece of fabric. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's very yeah, it's, um, like triangular. I don't know how else to explain that, but it's really cool. It almost looks tie dyed yeah. or something. It is. It's it's kind of geometric and it varies in the colors. The, um, that is by um, a fabric company called Alexander. Uh, I think it's Alexander Henry. Okay, it's a fabric company. It's it's a they have amazing stuff. Um, you know, it would be interesting t- for us to take a look at some of those fabrics for finishing of your pieces. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you've if you've got any of that or if you have any resources for people to find that, but it would be kind of cool um, to link. Yeah. So, because, you know, when we're doing like eyeglass cases or if we make it a clutch, it would be cool to be the lining or something. Those fabrics that create, you essentially created the pattern for the fabric. If, if I remember hearing you right at the beginning, you were using the fabrics and created the pattern for the quilt. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, But yeah. And then, yeah, here's the cascade finishes the pillow. Very pretty. Um, And it's on 13 count. And this is a really good stash buster because it's just one, you know, it's, it's, you can just pull whatever you have in your, in your stash. It's a really good stash Uh, buster or a very shop friendly uh, canvas because you're going to need how many different colors? (laughs) You're going to need like 25 stains of silk and ivory. Is it 32? Yeah, it's 32. Yeah, it is 32. Perfect. Let's see. Uh, And then the other one, this is the one I love this quilt because this is, this is, um, it's constructed out of the the quilt block is flying geese. Okay. So the quilt pattern is called migration. Oh, um, and this wow. is the and so this is the flying geese. Oh, so it, very cool. It starts off in light blue and goes to dark blue. And this you know, is the quilt that I used for my son's my 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 youngest for his like monthly photos. Um, so sweet. So for people who are just listening, the quilt looks, it looks like there's triangles, but the way they're formed to Christie's kind of, I think uh, you purposefully migration, you know, when, when geese fly, they look like kind of like triangles flying through the air. Um, and so they kind of look like, and I didn't know that that's what that was called, but now I totally see uh-huh. the migration yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so that's very cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. see the needle point now. Yeah. Very so cool. And then I have it in a, so this is the blue and then I have it in a little pink and a pink colorway too. So that gives, that's a whole, I'm uh, so glad we're having this conversation because it really gives me a whole different perspective to hear the story behind the, the, yeah. piece, the, the, the geese and the migration. I wouldn't, I was, I mean, I think the pattern is cool, but it really adds a layer when you actually know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So are your, are your canvases called the same thing as the quilts? So is migration the name of the canvas? Yes. Yes. So all the, all the quilts. 
all the needlepoint canvases based on my cold designs have the same name. Um, Very cool. They have the same name. Uh, so, um, so then, so you did, I don't know how many design, how many, I, I took a look at your site to kind of get an idea of the your whole collection, but the quilt patterns are now probably almost getting close to being outnumbered by non-quilt pattern. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've got maybe, I don't know, are how many quilt pattern canvases are there in your line? So in my line, um, I have, I think 14 like standalone patterns. Okay. And I was going to say 20, so I wasn't too far off. <laughs> so I have, well, you're close. Cause I had 14, I think I have 14 standalone. And then in my book, I had 18 projects. Oh, okay. So it was All like right. 30, I think okay. 30 total. Close to 30. And then uh, one of my favorites, like I said, is Hot Mess. It's a small uh, 13 count, almost appears to be a patch. I've thought about putting it like a like a patch <laughs> on a jean jacket. It would be, you know, I like, should... hey, welcome. Here I am. Yeah. I'm a hot mess. Yes. You know, like the hello, my name is, but you just put the hot mess label on instead. Um, yeah. So what uh, of your line can you say is your best seller? Oh, for sure. For sure. The Hot Mess. Okay. Um, the hot mess is a bestseller. Um, the cascade was a bestseller. The the and rainbow cascade that we saw just a minute cascade. ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then um, now, because this past fall, I introduced a new artist under my line. Captain yes. Party. Thank you for bringing that up. I had forgotten yeah. about that. I'm so sorry. And what was her name yeah. again? Catherine Cardi. Okay. And, and she, go ahead. She's a, she's a watercolor illustrator artist um her stuff's amazing so she's from fort worth and so i stumbled upon her on instagram i can't remember how i don't know if a friend sent me her work or if i just saw it but i really loved her style and Mm -hmm. i reached out to her to say hey i would love to collaborate would you be interested and she was like absolutely and so i'm really shocked when when i hear a needlepoint designer say yeah that collaboration, they didn't they didn't want to have their work in needlepoint because if I'm thinking about this the right way, they really have already done all the work and now they're just gonna yeah. collect a licensing check. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. hundred you know, percent. It's like free, it's free money. So you're going to someone and saying, I love your art, which is a compliment. And then you're saying, I'd like to pay you a little bit of every little thing that I sell of yours um, to be able to put this on needlepoint. And so um, it's, it's an honor, I would think for someone to, to be able to, um, offer their art to a different industry, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Too. yeah. So you said, she's yeah, she's been, yeah, she's been great to work with. Um, and usually what I do, I have another artist that I'm introducing at market for spring nice. market. Um, but my process is I approach them. I, you know, I say, this is the breakdown. Like I give them the wholesale percentage, like this is what you'll get your commission for wholesale and this is your commission for retail. Um, I kind of, I basically like to approach somebody and just be like, here's all the information. So they have everything in front of them to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. um, she sends me her files, high res, and then I take them and translate it. Like I chart it out on Mm -hmm. Stitch, and then Mm -hmm. I send her what I've done and I get approval from her before I even send it to the painting studio because I feel like it's important that the, that the artist gets to have a say in what the final outcome is. And like me as a designer, I mean, as a designer, you know, that's just, that's that's what you do. It's common courtesy. So I really, you know, it's not just a, you only hear from me once a quarter when I send you your, your sales report. Like, you know, I'm always where I like to have a really good relationship with the people that I'm working with. And Catherine's been amazing. I love that. So as I recall, um, my favorite of hers is the, is the nutcracker with the, um, Peppermint, uh, yes. What are those called? Sweet. I just forgot. Uh, yeah, the little, the little the peppermint uh, candies. <laughs> the I don't know. Pe- yeah, the peppermint candies. Uh, the little starbursts or whatever you call those, like the little uh, in the corners. Um, and then yes. I know there's a trio of nutcrackers. So mostly hers is related to Christmas. Is there anything so that's she, not? Yeah. So if you can see back here, actually, um, she has. So we did a line of boots, cowboy boots. Oh sure. Um, oh how cute. So here's like. And this is beaded, if you can see. Oh, it's a green cowboy boot. Oh, my goodness. So Christy's uh, sharing with us. It's a cowboy boot that has sort of a green design uh, along. What do you call that? Like the shaft of the boot? I don't know. <laughs> there must yeah. be a name for that part. Um, and and the design is beaded. And then have you used maybe some velvet or something for the bottom? Uh, 
I think the bottom, so this was not stitched by me. This was stitched okay. by um, a fabulous gal who works at the Needleworks, Corinne. Um, Corinne, she is an amazing stitcher. So I think she did interlacing goblin stitch on this. I don't know. It was, um, what did she use for this? That's really pretty. Pepper pot. I can't remember what she used. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I was just trying to see if there was some texture on that. So are there, yeah. um, so being not uh, in the South, I am not always drawn to cowboy boot designs, which is probably why I didn't remember that you had that as Fair enough. Um, Fair but enough. So there are there different designs on the top of the boot and then different colors, or is there just one design or how does that? So canvas I have, wise? Uh, <clears throat> canvas wise, there is um, a blue boot, a pink boot, and the green and they're all different designs on the top and then the bottom of the boot is also different so the pink one is like an ostrich oh fun finish on the bottom so okay. um and then the blue i can't remember what the finish is on the bottom um so it's very texas like if you are a, a boot uh a boot fan then you know the styles when you see them if you know um, you, you know if you know, you know, um, and I'm not, I'm not describing it well, but that's okay. Um, and then she has a line of, we did a line of butterflies too. Oh and yes. Those, those are really hers too. Seller. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think I just saw somewhere on, on social media, a heart butterfly. Am I making yes. that up? Okay. That is no, you're not making it up. So that actually just got released today. So that's an exclusive with Faison, um, at Novella. Awesome. Um, and she had requested, um, cause Faison had the exclusive on the butterflies and we released them. And then she came back and was like, Hey, could Catherine do a butterfly for Valentine's? And Catherine was like, why didn't I think of this before? Of Darling. course I could do this. So. Well, you know what? That also illustrates a really good point that when you introduce your artwork to a different t- type of audience, they, the, the collaborative ideas just kind of spring forth. So that's, that's really great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really great. And um, what is her, I should have asked, but Catherine's sort of medium, I guess is the right way to say it. What is she using her artwork for? Is it on stationery or is it prints or? It's uh, prints. So she, she has a line. So she's, she's, you know, it's her medium's watercolor and then she's turned it into um, prints, like watercolor prints. And then she's got wrapping paper. Okay. Uh, stationery. She does calligraphy. So sometimes she does Christmas cards as well. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, her stuff is incredible. It's it's beautiful. So you guys definitely go look her stuff up. Um, and then she likes her cowboy boots. Uh, she has playing cards created for her oh, cowboy boots. And then she's got acrylic ornaments for her butter. I think her butterflies and her cowboy boots. Like she's That's just, awesome. she's got so much. And then a calendar. She's awesome. a yearly calendar. Like she's so talented. Awesome. So your new artist will be released at uh, Spring Market in March. Yes. Said. Okay. Yes. And uh, no, no, no teaser here. I, we're keeping that no, a secret. Well, well, I. So she did. Um, her name's Jacinda, and she's she's out of the Dallas area as well. So I actually have. This is her first. So she's the one who did. Oh flower. yes, that's beautiful. The flower heart and that just the came flower out. Heart. That kid just came out like this a couple of weeks ago. So okay. you've got it in 13 count. I think it's eight by eight. And then the 18 count is five by five. And for audio um, listeners who are have not seen this design, it's a heart with, um, it looks like roses and maybe small daisies yes. of some part. Or- roses and, and yeah, some daisies okay. and then just like the greenery. They form a heart and then there's this square pink background. So you really could stitch... Um, you could stitch it without the background and make a shape mm-hmm. of an or- of a, like a heart, but um, the, that light pink background is very pretty and offsets yeah. the design really yeah. well. Yeah, and, cool. and it was the same thing. So I I knew Jacinda, I don't think we ever met personally, but I've been following her on Instagram for a long time. She was part of um, Prudent, Prudent Baby, I think back in the day when uh, it was a blog. Oh, I I'm not familiar um, with that. She, I was, it was a pretty popular blog and then, um, she's always done watercolor. And so she did this in acrylic. And so she did this, uh, series of, um, these paintings on Pantone color cards. So she took like a a physical Pantone card and it had the, and, and it had like the Pantone number on the bottom of it and then she painted whatever she was painting and she did a series of flowers so the square outline what behind that would have been the pantone card that was and the then pa- the artwork. Yeah, that, was- that makes a lot of sense okay she did on cool. top of it. and um she did a whole bunch of them and i again saw and i was like this would be amazing translated to canvas and mm-hmm. i 
reached out to her and I was like, Hey, if you're interested. And she was like, yeah, sounds great. And so, um, we are doing, so her flower hearts are the first thing. And then I have a lot, I think there's like five or six canvases that will release at market, of okay. the continuation of like the Pantone series. And I'm really excited okay. for it. That's very so. cool. I, I had, I, I, again, I'm glad to have that information because at first I thought, well, why is there a square behind? It? I mean, it's cool and it offsets the, but that really tells the whole story then once you know that. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Her use of color, her use of color is amazing. Um, and I think that's what I was like really drawn to with her work was her and her style is t- completely different from Catherine's too. For sure. So I can see that. Um, it's just, but her color, her use of color with her design is just, it's so pretty. It's and so, you know, frankly, both of those artists that you've chosen are very different from your art too. So yes. in the line, nothing's really competing. It's, it's very interesting the way you and it's, and it's Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, 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 I, you know, I chose them because I love their stuff for sure so much and it's totally different from mine and it's, they all bring their own style design style to, you know, to the table. Very good. So do you have anything of your own coming out at market or are you really just releasing? Um... I, um, I do. Where did I have it? I think I pulled, I pulled a little sample. I have, yeah, I do. I think I'm having, I think I have like 30 new things coming out. Wow, it's not, that's so I exciting. Had, it's, it's not so much for my bank account right now, but you know. Oh, that's hard. It's hard because <laughs> as people may or may not know in the needlepoint industry, you have to really project um, your inventory management. Um, and, and, you know, this is no different than any other retail environment, uh, but we are, you're kind of building up to this big release twice a year yes. for the most yes. part. Um, yeah. And so you're, you're, you're gathering all this inventory and the excitement of releasing it is great, but the terrifyingness, <laughs> is there a better yes. way than that? The, it's, the amount yes. of terror that you're harboring and um, okay. hope and hoping that these designs are going to sell is it's a lot. It's a lot. But again, it's no different than any other retail environment. Um, you know, it's just like owning a gift shop and buying all the holiday, you know, six months in advance and not releasing that holiday until just before. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of back end work of looking at your numbers and kind of figuring out, OK, cash flow. What's my cash flow right now? Mm-hmm. Um some of my decisions, like going, I use different painting studios. Some require 100% payment up front. Mm-hmm. Some, some are like you don't have to pay them until the canvases come in. On delivery, others, or, mm-hmm. yeah, on delivery. Some are 50% deposit. Um, and it's like a total numbers game sometimes mm-hmm. for me. It's like, who am I going to use to paint this? Because I look at my cash flow and I'm like, you know, what do I have in the bank versus how am I going to order? And then, and then it is inventory is a guessing game because sometimes you feel like, oh, this isn't going to sell well. And then it sells out and then you need to order more, which is always a good problem to have. But I don't like. And I was trying to relate it to other industries, but the difference in our industry is that the product replacement is a little bit longer of a process. So you can't just, you know, call the, you know, the printer and print up 25 more sets of of, of a greeting card, you know, for example, you're really um, relying on human resource to produce your product, which is, um, which is amazing in a lot of ways in our industry, but it's also the reason why things aren't replenishable. And so to your point, there's, I I think we get a bad rap for being, you know, this is just a hobby, but the truth is there's a lot of business that goes into, if you're running a good business and, and I know you are, and I, 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 I will speak for myself, but we are a small business and I rely on this income. It's not just for yeah. fun for me. Uh, and yeah. so this is definitely something that I um, take very seriously. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about your line that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I think my line is it's very beginner friendly. I agree with um, that. I am releasing more 18 mesh canvases because people have requested it for all the hardcore 18 mesh people. I'm like, I yep. see you. I hear you. Yes. I'm slowly <laughs> releasing. That's why now I do uh, like Jacinda's stuff and Catherine's stuff is on 18 or 13. So it's kind of like choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like being spicy and want to do an 18 count, 18 mesh, there you go. Um, I, I like both for different reasons. Uh, I'm the same. And I don't want to um, be self-promoting, but I'm just going to tell you on the flip. So I, I also have a wholesale line, the Gingham Stitchery with a lot of different artists. And our feedback at market was that we needed more 13 count mesh. So 
<laughs> it's coming on both sides, girl. Funny. Isn't it? Yeah. Of course. So, it's you, like you can't please anybody, but that's you okay. Please you all can't the people please all the time. That's exactly right. And so don't be don't be too hard on yourself. It's just I think what that says is that your canvases are um relatable or inspiring to a large number of stitchers who have a lot of different interests. So that's Oh, well, thank you. That's yeah. That makes me that makes me very happy to hear. Um yeah. I love being in this industry. Like I love meeting all the different stitchers, all the designers, the shop owners, like, you know, I feel like we're all in this together. Everybody is in this together, like a rising tide lifts all boats. Like love that. we're here to support each other. Um, you know, everyone runs their business differently, but I love the support that people give us, um, you know, sure. financial, you know, on the back, on the back inside and like front facing side. Um, I agree. It's a very supportive industry. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's fair to say I've never really done my research on what small business uh, definition is, but for the most part, we're all small business owners, many of which are women, um, and we're we're all kind of supporting each other's small businesses. So it's it's a cool place yeah. to be for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, this has been super fun. I think we've Thanks. covered all the bases. Um, yeah. Thank you. And thank yes. You, and you. so um, if you are, okay, I'm going to, uh, this is going to be, I'm going to see if I can say this right. If you are a lover of canceled plans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's also another good bestseller. <laughs> I love that. I love that canvas. And I was going to say, maybe this weekend you can um, cancel some plans and uh, do some stitching and uh, hopefully you're yes. stitching while you listen to this. And uh, yes. Yeah, yes. So Christy has this darling canvas that says lover of canceled plants. And I've seen it recently uh, with some heart darning patterns in the background and yes. it's absolutely yes. darling. So um, yeah. for those, for those of us who love to have uh, an open schedule, uh, I hope everybody gets some time to stitch this weekend and maybe they'll yes. have some time to stitch one of Christy's canvases. So um, if you're joining us just for the first time, thank you for, um, thank you for popping in. Um, I introduced myself at the front, so I don't need to introduce myself at the back, but what I am hoping you all will do is if whichever platform you happen to be listening to us on, whether it's YouTube or one of the audio platforms, please subscribe so that we can continue to put good stuff out there and um, continue to maintain this platform. So um, Christy, thank you. Have a great thank weekend. You, and thank uh, you so much. we'll see everybody again on uh, the next time. <laughs> Bye. Putting It Out podcast is a part of the Acast Creator Network. For more information, please visit us on Instagram at Pointing It Out Podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pointing It Out Podcast. Shop online at Needlepoint Clubhouse by visiting stlneedlepoint.com and follow us on Instagram at stlneedlepoint. And visit the Wool and the Floss online shop at woolfloss.com and follow at Wool and the Floss on Instagram as well. <laughs>